Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. This is, uh, I suppose, over 18s to some degree. The long-awaited review into Ireland's sex work legislation won't be published until later this year, nearly four years after it was first due to be published. And as you know, we've changed our laws around sex work and prostitution, whatever you like to call it, I suppose, back in 2017. Since then, Ireland has used what we call the Nordic model. Under this model, the selling of sex is not illegal, but the purchase of sex is. Up to that point in 2017, it was neither illegal to buy or purchase or to purchase or sell sex in Ireland, as long as you didn't solicit. In other words, you couldn't stand on a street corner with your long stockings on, you know, and your boots. You had to do it online or in an apartment or whatever. That wasn't illegal, but it is now. So the idea here is not to criminalise the people, and mostly women, let's be honest, who find themselves in a situation where selling sex may be their only option, but instead to criminalise anyone who's taking advantage of that situation by purchasing sex. Now, this model is built on the assumption that sex work is wrong and it should be stopped morally. The idea is anyone choosing to sell sex is doing so as a last resort by criminalising the people purchasing it. You might actually discourage the demand. Um, From many sex workers' point of view, this law is just not working. They will say that while it does not directly criminalise the sex worker, it makes the sale of unsafe sex or sale unsafe and in an indirect way endangers sex workers. For example, if you were a sex worker and all your clients are doing something illegal, then perhaps they won't be, you know, stand-up members of society, for example. Whereas if sex work was legal for everyone involved, a sex worker could pick and choose from a bigger selection and feel safer, I suppose, to some degree. Now, others disagree, and they would say that we need to curb the growth of sex work industry. And by legalizing all aspects, we're essentially saying this is okay. And perhaps the ramifications of that would include more younger women being enticed into it. So there's pros and cons to decriminalization or legalization of sex work. Another one of the cons is that we end up in a red light district. Would you really like a red light district? Well, parts of Dublin are practically red light, aren't they? Well, would you really like a red light district? Capel Street, for example, or Camden Street, or up around the back of George's Street or somewhere, where there would be women in windows selling sex. It is definitely a complicated subject. And as I said, we are still waiting on the official review of the current legislation. But I'm pretty sure the review will come back and say the current legislation isn't working. And before everybody has a go at men this particular topic and calls us all a bunch of misogynists, it wasn't actually a man that legislated for this. It was Francis Fitzgerald, who was the Minister of Justice at the time, who had a huge amount of pressure from a female organisation called Ruhama, who forced her, basically, I believe they did, certainly, anyway, or certainly encouraged her to criminalise the sale of sex or the purchase of sex. But what I want to know tonight is, should we decriminalise sex? Decriminalise sex work? entirely in this country? Should we make the sale and the purchase of sex legal? Now, you could put caveats in there, for example, to protect women. Now, remember, there's already caveats in there in relation to trafficking. And we had those laws before we brought in the laws in 2017. It was always illegal to traffic any woman or anybody into this country. If the Garda Sheikhana were doing their job, well, traffickers should be jailed. And we all know where the key should be put, somewhere where we'll never find it. But when it comes to sex work itself and those who choose to do it, whether by necessity or just had a choice because they earn good money from it, there's a phrase in the sex industry called the happy hooker. And the happy hooker is the average woman who decides I can make extra money by having sex. And she enjoys doing it and doesn't see any harm in it because morally she may think differently to you. You might think that's the most horrible thing in the world. And you say, God, I could never imagine my daughter or wife doing something like that. But there are women and men who have different morals than you and who think nothing of it. I'll sleep with somebody, I'll get 200 quid for an hour's work or 100 quid for an hour's work or whatever it is. And they think that's grand. Three clients a night, 600 quid a night, happy days. If you decriminalised it, you could charge them tax. Not that they'd want to pay it. So here's the question. Should we legalise or decriminalise? When we we see the word decriminalise, right? I always have an issue with this word. Decriminalise. Because essentially it means legalise, doesn't it? To all intents and purposes. The only real difference is when you decriminalise, you have a few little caveats in it, a few little regulations. Like you can only, like say for drugs, when you decriminalise, you can only have enough for 
personal use. Well, how would you decriminalize sale, the sale of sex? You can only have four clients a night or something. I, I don't know. Well, normally they would say something like, you can't have more than two girls working together because that constitutes as a brothel or something like that. But should we have legalized sex work in Ireland? No, we technically have, I suppose, with the internet nowadays because so many girls are on OnlyFans now. That's sex work, isn't it? That's the sale of sex. You may not be selling full interactive intercourse, but you are selling sex because it's sex work. And don't let them gloss it up as anything other than that. So it's already kind of legalized in a kind of roundabout indirect way. So why not just go the whole hog? Or would that be part of the moral decline of society? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me go to Tina. Tina, hi, how are you? How are you? How are you now? Good. What's going on? Okay, Tina, what I want to know tonight is quite simply, do you believe, do you believe that we should sell sex in Ireland? In other words, should it be decriminalised or legalised? Well, we're selling it anyway. How do you figure that one out? It's, it's been sold anyway. Do you know what I mean? As, as far as I'm concerned, if women enjoy what they're doing, decriminalize it. Mm -hmm. it. Because it's there anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's not going away. It's like you should decriminalize cannabis. That's not going anywhere either. It's not quite the same argument because that's like saying well, we should. Yeah, I know. That's but, like, well, okay, but, let me give you an example. That's like saying we should remove the speed limits because people are breaking it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Ah, no, no, there's a no. Sex workers, sex workers and cannabis are in the same bracket, actually, because they're both illegal right now. Whereas if you drive over the speed limit, you're breaking the law and it's, it's a danger. There's a big difference. But like, the way if you decriminalize it, uh, at least men might enjoy orgasms more considering that they're not going to be worried about a cop knocking on the door any minute. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I often wonder yeah. how they're going to catch people. Is there going to be like an undercover cop under the bed? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What are they going to do? Kick in the door when she's in the middle of doing her fucking show or his, uh, his cock is in her mouth or something oh, like that. Oh, stop, Tina. I know it's but after nine. I know it's after nine o'clock, but hey. Sex workers, that's what they do. Well, I know. You know I know. Just because it's under the, uh, the heading, sex workers, we all do it. The only difference is I'm not getting paid for it. Hello. <laughs> okay, but well, here's the yeah, thing. Then. As a woman. As long as they enjoy it. But I suppose yeah. it, it all depends on how you morally, what you morally believe is right and wrong, okay? But as a woman, would you sell sex? If, well, somebody, if, if somebody offered you money. <laughs> I suppose if that's the case, I mean, I've been winding and dined a few times. Does that make me a glorified whore if I have sex with that man? No, it doesn't really. You get where I'm coming from? These women are doing a specific job. They're doing doing it specifically to get paid for it. The men are willing to pay for it. It's out there. I'm surprised the government haven't clamped down and tried to make some money off it already. They're like tax, could charge them tax. Exactly, yeah, and it's the same with weed. You know, if they legalise weed, they'd make an absolute killing on it. Pardon the pun. You know what I mean? But like, exactly. You know, like OnlyFans, same thing. These girls are doing it because it's an easy way of making money. And if the men are willing to pay for it, then it's a lucrative business for them. So what? You know, it's just... The yeah, but the with difference with OnlyFans like, for the government is the government can make money on OnlyFans because all the money that goes to OnlyFans has to go into a bank account somewhere. Whereas, oh, so they are making money on OnlyFans. Of course they are, yeah, because the, the company that runs OnlyFans, which is a, a company in the UK as far as I know, um, they have to make a return to the Irish government for everybody who's registered for tax in Ireland. So those girls will all have to pay. Now, they'd be all classed as self-employed, inverted commas. So, but they all have yeah. to make a tax return at the end of the year because all the money goes into their bank account. So it's not like they're getting it in cash. Whereas if you're, you know, on the streets, so to speak, or you're an escort, well, then I'm assuming it's cash. Nobody, like, you, you don't have a credit card machine beside the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Hold that, hold that thought. That could be next. I mean, the, <laughs> so, the beggars, so the beggars have little card machines. Imagine, imagine that. You've just had an hour's worth of sex and then she just holds out the machine and you <laughs> tap your cards. <laughs> but they're buskers now. When buskers are playing, they have one of them tapping machines. That's right, yeah. I've seen buskers with the tapping machines. Yeah, the beg some of the beggars have them little tapping machines. They say, so sorry, I have no change. And now they have an alternative. They'll throw out the machine. And you're looking at them all, and you're like, oh, hey, will you? Go and earn your money like I have I've never seen a beggar with a tapper now, with a tap machine. I have. In Galway, I swear to you, 
one I've seen, and look, it's like all you have to do is go online. You can buy anything online anymore. Yeah, anything. But, yeah, I think it's Square know? is the name of the company. They sell that little one that you just attach to in the back of your iPhone. Yeah, and you can tap you away. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, but prostitution has been around since the dawning of time. Now, people Every use, okay, people use this cliche. Seen. It's the oldest occupation in the world. And can and I just point out? No, can I point out? It's actually not. It's the second oh. oldest occupation in the world. The oldest occupation in the world, as far as I know, is um, a stonesmith. A, you know, uh, people who carve into stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no sexual gratification in that. Yeah, because they were doing, <laughs> because they were doing that in the caves. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I think, I think it's down to the women. You stone know, mason. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. It's, so whether they legalize it or not, it's not going anywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? It's so okay, so the, so okay, the choice. Okay, the choice is yours. You're the minister for justice. Choice is yours. Would you legalize the sale and purchase of sex? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stay there, Damien. Okay, Damien. Hi. How are you doing, Damien? How are you doing, Nyla? Quite a liberating conversation, really, isn't it? Honest <laughs> to God. Yeah. Would you? I, I was getting a bit of. I was getting a bit of a story there. Um, I was going a to bit say, of a what? No, a bit I'm of a what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm, he said, uh, Tina. <laughs> Go I'm, ahead. I'm. I'm a bit old-fashioned. I mean. You know, I'm driving the taxi. I'm 28 years at it now. I've seen some terrible, sad stories. Girls down around Benburb Street and Baggett Street, and they're all strung out with their addictions and their dirty old fuckers pulling up beside them. Yeah. And if they're going, if they're going to police anything, they'd want to police the punters, police them big time, mm. because they're feeding this. I mean, we all say, oh, the the D4 crowd are feeding the cocaine, you know, and all this, and they don't think about it. Well, not just the D4 crowd, but you know what I mean. And uh, it's the same with these guys. I see them, and they get half-tanked. They're driving around drunk, and they get a bit of a stir on them, and they want to go, and they pull in and take some poor girl that's strung out, wants to get her next fix of heroin. I come down on him big time. And in your 28 years... Uh, uh, Sorry, Daniel. In your 28 years as a taxi driver, I'm sure you've seen a lot in the back of the taxi. I've seen a lot. I remember Rosie down on Baggett Street. They did a big thing about her in the paper at the time, in the late 90s. She was beautiful. Beautiful young woman. But anyway, she she was operating down around Baggett Street and Mesville Road down there for a long time. And a lot of the taxi men, men knew her. I often dropped her home myself. And uh, not for any other reason, just to drop her home. Yeah. And... You'd be terrified thinking, my God, that could be my daughter. And, uh, you know, she died then. And even the Evening Herald, I remember there was murder at the time because the Evening Herald put a picture of her in the coffin on the front of the paper. Oh, gosh. You know, she died of an overdose. But um, And do you and think, honestly, I mean, I, I don't think what, well, I don't know. I'm I'm obviously not on the streets in Bermorb Street or up around the Pepper Canister or whatever it is that they, they used to yeah. hang out Fitzwilliam Square or another place, wasn't it? I mean... Do you think are they still there? By the way, do sex workers still hang out in those areas? They're not as they're not as noticeable as they were. But then again, I'm not down around that way much these days. You know, I'm just doing a bit during the day. But I mean, it's just horrific. And I mean, I've been. I'm sure you have been with the lads to Amsterdam. I've never been. I've never been to Amsterdam in my life. Never. I must go. I hear all about it. I believe it's a lot cleaned up a lot more now. But I mean, you go down and you see. You see these young ones in the windows, and you can tell by the expressions on some of their faces. You know they don't want to be there. You know, most of them are probably trafficked in. Yeah. You know, but it's the punter, the dirty old fuckers that are going down when they feel the urge to go down, and they're looking for these girls. That's who I'd come down on. To use the cliche you both use, it's the oldest profession in the world. It's not going anywhere. It'll never go away. But do you well, do you I think mean, by decriminalizing it or legalizing it would make matters worse, or would it make matters better? Because the sex workers will say that when it's decriminalized, they feel unsafe. Well, I I, I don't know. It's hard to work that one out. I mean, when you say decriminalizing it, are you saying, you know, we can have, have brothels you can walk into and in the side the streets? I mean, maybe I don't know. You have them anyway. Yeah, I know you anyway. have them anyway, and they're on they're underground. Yeah, yeah. but look what's yeah, true, and look what's running these too. You'll find yeah. a lot, an awful yeah. lot of nefarious type characters. Yes, of course, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I don't know what's the answer. I mean, 
It's but but would you accept? Would you accept that there are women who work as sex workers who are quite happy to do it? And if we go back to the Absolutely. old adage from a few years ago, "My body, my choice." And they say, you know, nobody else, you don't have the right to tell me what I can do with my body. Yeah. Well, yeah, you see, by, le- by legalizing it as well, it gives these They're few and far between. But it, it gives them more rights. You know, I mean, I've been to like, Amsterdam too, and I've seen them in the windows. And the, one in the, the ones in the windows, um, they, they get paid better. They're a little bit more classy. They, um, they can pick and choose who they want. And there's always a man. There's always a man there with them. And heroin isn't always associated specifically with sex workers. You could, first of all, I think what happens with those kind of girls is, number one, they're on drugs. They slip into the heroin. And unfortunately, when the heroin has them gripped in order to feed their habit, they sell their bodies for sex. That's different. These, some, a lot, I, I, I'd imagine that an awful lot of these sex workers would be, you know, women who want a wage, they mightn't touch drugs at all. Some of them mightn't even smoke. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, like one isn't always associated with the other. And I feel so bad for the women that you were on about that feel that this was their only alternative in order to get a quick fix. That, 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 that is, that's a road. I, I do, like yeah, but I do, I, yeah, but I do know what Damien's talking about. Many years ago, I was working for yeah. another radio show as a reporter. And my job one night, I was told one night, um, you know, it was only in the early days, about 30 years ago, go out and interview a prostitute. Uh, and we were to do it live on the air at the time. And I walked off oh, forever looking for a prostitute. It was a bit awkward, actually, asking, walking around asking people where they sell on sex. But however, um, I, I found this girl and she was up around the barracks, the army barracks. You'd know this better than me, Damien. You've been on the roads for a long time. And um, the one up at the top, of the keys there, the, it's gone now, isn't it? The army barracks. Um, yeah. And she was operating up beside the army barracks, which was quite common to see prostitutes operating beside an army barracks for some ben reason. Ben Borb Street, up around there, I think. Ben Borb Street, yeah. yes, sorry, Ben Borb Street. Yeah. And I, th- we g- I told her, asked her to get, just to be safe, to, would she get into the back of the car? And my colleague was driving and I interviewed her in the back of the car. And <clears throat> I felt so sorry for her because she was clearly a drug user. She told me she needed the money for drugs. She was on heroin. Yeah. And uh, I, it was a very uncomfortable thing because she kind of went to the bathroom in the back of the car as well, accidentally. And I just, and, oh, I, no. I, and like Damien, I started thinking that's somebody's mother. She told me she yeah. had three children um, and two of them were in care and she still had one at home or something like that. And I said to myself, like, that's somebody who need, who's doing it needs the money. You know what I mean? Just She's only doing it for the money. She probably doesn't want to do it. You know, she could have grown up and had a completely different life. But that's the life she is. She was given. Yeah, you know? Well, it was the life she chose. Ah. It's the heroin. She didn't choose it. I mean, are you saying that, that heroin addicts choose to go and, oh, I think I'll no. go and I'd be a heroin addict? No. no. They have these scumbags no, that force it on them in schools and everything. It's and the scariest words on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Because you can go a horrible from world at the moment. You can go from not to dead in as little as your first go. I've read, I've read up so much on it, and it's, I, I even hate the word. Even the word scares me because nothing good. If, if anything, any fucker out there that's selling heroin should be fucking snipered off the planet, so they should. Mm. I, I, oh, you know. Yeah, we demon, I, we're demonizing, we're demonizing women enough over the last few years without going down this road. Yeah, you know, as I, yeah. as I said though, it's up to them. The women who choose it as a profession, who in and there are let's let's call a spade a spade here. There are some women out there who actually earn a good wage from it. They are booked in with their doctor every few weeks. They actually carry papers with them to to say that they're clean and this. And I'm all for that if that's. But once it's going against their will, you see, it's such a broad topic. You're going down a whole other road. Then you see. You know, women who don't enjoy it, women who are being trafficked. You can be stuff. sure ninety percent of it is against their will. You know, I, I hate to all think that. the addicts I've seen over my thirty years in this job. It's ninety percent of it's against their will. Of course, you're going to get a few that enjoy it and are high class hookers, as they like to be called, and but do it for the, the money. And, and they're the not big also money. associated yeah. with drugs either, yeah. though. But, you know, but I, I, I would hasten to say, Damien, that 
when you say 90% or you use that figure, I don't know the actual statistic, right? But I would that imagine, yeah, I would imagine the vast majority nowadays operate online. Uh, there's numerous websites, you know, where they operate from, which are, are originating in the United Kingdom, so the law is slightly different. But in saying that, most of those girls would be, a lot of them would be foreign girls. They'd be from different countries. They come to Ireland on tour or whatever it happens to be. And they're, they're not operating out of being forced. Most of them are not being forced to do it. And I remember having this conversation at the time the legislation was coming in, and we spoke to many of them on the air at the time. And there was one particular girl, her name was Laura, and she has since passed away. Um, she, she was only a young girl. She died since. And she was a lovely woman. She spoke to us many times on the air. But she was campaigning, you know, for sex workers to be allowed to operate. But she, she was telling us that, you know, the majority of women that she knew were doing it willingly, happily. And she yeah. referred to them as the happy hooker. Um, and she said this idea that every woman is being forced into it by necessitation to take drugs or something like that. He said, she said, it's a bit of a myth. Now, she said, it does happen. Of course it happens. But it's a bit of a myth. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go onto a website, not that I've ever done it, but I mean, I picked up enough fellas in the cars that have organized it and dropped them to apartments where they're going in. And uh, do you think that there isn't some thug running that apartment? Probably. She's just yeah. working. Yeah, you know? she's getting 50 quid out of the 100 quid or whatever. Yeah, he's getting yeah, the rest. Yeah, this, oh, behind a lot of these women, there's a guy. Yeah, behind a lot of these women, there's a man. You know? I've no doubt. We'll stay, we'll stay there. Let me just, I want to bring Sean into the conversation as well. Sean, hi, how are you? How are you doing, Noel? How are you? Good. Um, great, great topic as usual, Noel. Thanks. Um, now, Noel, I, I despise this. And, you know... I hate even the thought of it. I have daughter, I have sisters, I have, you know. Um, the fact that even the matter of legalising this is... Now, look, Noel, it, it, it's a different story, um, OnlyFans and you're in the safety of your own home and, and, and these girls do this over a webcam. That's that's all good and well for them and, and they're getting their money, Noel. But, you know, I, here's here's one for you, Noel, and, and I wanted to share this with you and your listeners. A friend of mine... This was good. This was a good year back or two. He went to a hooker. Um, I won't mention where it was, but he went in anyway, Noel. And uh, good few, good few gargles on him. And um, he, he's been doing it like for a while, but um, he got the bollocks knocked out. And for the simple reason is he got sick all over the place, and you know he was he was stupid drunk. And what happened was, Noel, um, the pimp knocked him around a bit, um, took a good bit of money off him. And do you know what, Noel? I laughed at him. I said, good enough for you, I said. I said, you have daughters at home. I said, and you have sisters too. I said, you're an absolute sleazebag for even doing that. I said, I says, you know, you deserve what you got. Because, Noel, anybody, any man that in the right shape or form that has a head in their shoulders would never do anything like that or degrade a girl and pay for sex, Noel. Why can't they go out and get a fucking girl and go to a bar and chat a girl up and, you know, and everything is consensual? And you know, uh, and you know, I I I, I despise it. Not, I hate the thought yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry David. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt. It's, it's just because they're normally dirty old fellas that get a store on them and that's are married it. and have a wife at home. That's it. He's trying oh, to get the leg over. Yeah. Not secure this. And you know what, David? I I'm I'm with you, David. I'm a professional driver Damien, too, David. Damien. I, I, I'm a professional driver too, Damien, and I've seen this all over, you know, and dropping these fuckers off and, you know, oh, going in here to get the ride. Absolute sleaze bags, you know, you know, snorting their fucking heads off in the back of the car and going off then, you know, absolute door bags. And, and that's all I can say about this uh, but, loyalist. Okay, but here's, but here's the thing. Let's, let's just look at the other side, right? There, mm-hmm. are, there are women who that is the way they live, that is their occupation, that's what they do yeah. for a living, that's how they make money. Yeah. And without those sleaze bags, as you call them, those guys, you know, mm-hmm. they, and by the way, you know, there, there's no class, this is not a class thing. You know, the lowest no. form of life, judges, politicians, priests, I know that. I'll go yeah. and use the services of prostitutes. So what yeah, I'm saying is, without those clients, those women who need that money, won't have any yeah. income. Well, well, or feel they well, won't well, have well, any well, income. Yeah, but well, well, my point would that be, Noel, is if it is a dying game, they won't go into that game, and that's what I would like to see eventually. That nobody is taking it. You know, to keep it illegal. You know, we're seeing this every day, Noel. 
all they're importing girls and they're bringing girls in from foreign countries and they're but if, yeah, but if they're, yeah, but hang on, but if they're doing that, that's illegal. And and that that's that's see what happened during the legislation in 2017 was we started to confuse two different things: human trafficking, which is illegal, and Absolutely. sex work, which is not which at the time was not illegal. It is now obviously the purchase of sex is illegal. But the two are completely We already had very strict legislation in this country. We still do around human trafficking. And if anybody brings a woman into this country for the purposes of selling her for sex and those stories that I heard at the time, which were horrific, where they would take their passports off them so they couldn't even go home or they, they promised them they were bringing them to Ireland for a great occupation and dancing and theatre and that's not what they brought yeah. them here for at all. Any man, and primarily it was men who did this, any man who does that should go to jail for the rest of his life. Absolutely, yeah. no. And anyway, human trafficking has been done in plain sight now in, uh, in front of us. Absolutely. There. Yes, Absolutely. yes. I couldn't agree with you more, Damien, by the way. Yeah. You know, you I see us going back there. Okay, thank you, Damien. Um, you had um, people in the, in the back of the truck there, Dominic. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and... and, and well, well, we, well we actually, we're actually encouraging human trafficking in this country now because we reward it, which is... Oh, no, it's, it's a whole it's, different it's conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different conversation. Oh, no, no, but, but back, to the, back to the sexual... Um, I, I don't want to see it, Noel. I really don't, and I, I hate the thought of it, Noel. And as I say, if it is, you know, legalised, it, it's going to encourage more people to go on the game. It's going to encourage more everybody. Oh, sure, we, I'll have a try so. of that. Yeah. I think so. I do think so, because I'll tell you the reason why. Anybody, any woman that's out there is actually even thinking about this for a minute, if this becomes legalised, she's going to go and do it. As where it's illegal, she won't go and do it, and I'm hoping they won't, because, you know... Do you, so you, do you, you, you believe that having a law against the purchase of sex, or indeed if you want to bring in a law for the sale of sex, you believe that discourages women from doing it? Absolutely. I don't know. I, I just think it pushes it underground. Absolutely. Well, I do. And I tell you, you don't but, but, but hold on. There's loads of countries in the world where prostitution is completely illegal, be it both the sale and the purchase, and it still happens. I get that, Niall. But, Niall, I, I, I heard one of your callers saying that some women, uh, you know, enjoy this. How would any woman enjoy uh, about 20 scummy, drunky fuckers in, in a day, Niall? And You're assuming no, they're twenty scummy junkies. They're not. They might not be. You know, I, I've just mentioned but, to you. But, the clients are from all walks of life. All walks of life, no. But most of them, as what um, Damien said, we all know the walks of life where they're coming from. You know, like I, I, I can't. You know, I, I just can't comprehend. I wouldn't. You know, anybody that does this, Noel, I, I class them as a scumbag. I would. I, okay, well, we'll stay there just for a second. I'm going to go to. I think. <clears throat> pardon me. I think it's Lewis. Is it Lewis? Yeah, yeah, that's me, and I would like to tell my opinion, probably. Yes. I will sound a little bit progressive in comparison to the person that just expressed uh, his opinion. Okay, first of all, I would like to say that I think that it is incorrect to define a sex worker as a woman because, you know, we can have uh, male or female prostitution. They're primarily and women. It's pri Okay, there's probably about 10% are men. It's even less, actually, probably gigolos, as they call them. Um, yeah, and, and normally within the gay community. women willing yeah. to pay. Yeah. Because probably there are less women willing to pay to have yeah. a sexual intercourse. But then at the same time, I also would like to say that every individual should be able to choose their profession and live their life according to their moral values as long as they don't harm anyone else. So let's take a sex worker that he has decided to do this job because uh, she feels as... Uh, is their way in life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so why shouldn't we legalize sex workers? I mean, they can contribute to the society. They can maybe uh, work under an umbrella company or a limited company, pay income taxes as we all do in this country, and so become productive member of the society. You know, as long as a person is free to sell their body and is their personal and responsible choice, I don't see what is the issue. Well, well, the issue is, uh, and uh, Louise, if I could just say to you, for example, there was a story there in the paper today, and it said the report found that 90% of sex workers want to leave the trade, uh, and there, but there's no supports or resources to help them do that. That was in the Irish Examiner, I think, actually only recently. Um, so what do you say to that, that many of the people who are actually in the business are only there through necessity, that they feel they have to do it? 
Well, I think that the people that are in the business at the moment in the Republic of Ireland are in the business because there is no job out there that can provide them the same amount of income that can feed their life standards. You know, that doesn't make I it right. Think... But that doesn't make it right, Louise. No, I mean, what I'm saying is that probably these people are too spoiled and they are used to maybe make 20 grand a month. And there's no hard-earned. Okay, well, well then let me well let me money. ask you. Well, then it's a moral argument, isn't it? Because we have laws around decency as well. Okay, we call it decency in society, and every country has different levels of decency, and and culture dictates that usually as well. Apart from anything else, I don't know. Do you have any daughters, Louise? Sorry, say it again. Do you have any daughters? I don't because okay. I'm single. I don't have any. Okay. Okay. Yet. If you had a daughter, if you had a daughter or yeah. a sister, sister, or even your mother, would you like to see your sister, your daughter, your mother going out every night, meeting 10 men, maybe five men, I don't know, and having sex with them uh, for money? Oh, I, I wouldn't be happy of that. And uh, actually, uh, this kind of profession is not in line with my personal moral standards. So I'm not a sex worker. And I wouldn't be a sex worker even if I was a woman. But we can't expect that everyone else in society behaves according to our moral standard. And I personally think that each woman or each man, each human being in this world, should be free to follow their personal inclination as long as this is a free choice and not forced by any other constraint. So, because well, I give you an example, for instance, okay. I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I can't uh, dictate my life standards to someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone should be free to live their own life as long as they don't harm anyone else, you know, because I can't impose my religion. I can't impose my lifestyle. I can't impose my life choices to someone else. Can I, can I ask you, by the way, Louise, where, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Italy, and prostitution is illegal in Italy as well. I was going to ask you. So, yeah, what, what's what's the what's I the? the no, 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 no. Hang on, Sean. I was uh, only, I was going to uh, uh, wait, Sean. I was only going to ask you, Louis. What is the law in Italy? Okay, so prostitution is illegal, uh, and uh, the sex workers are not prosecuted by the law, but actually the customers are. Okay, same as here. Same as here. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and it's illegal to solicit, it's illegal to buy sex, but it's not illegal to sell. So they don't criminalize the worker, but do they criminalize... You use, do you use sex workers in Italy when you were there, Louis? Okay, well, this is a very personal question, and I well, would just, Well, okay, well, Jean, for a second, please. Louise, you don't have to answer any question that you're asked. You're entitled to just say no I comment. would like to know. Will you, will you, you, well, you don't have a right to know. <laughs> I want to look at that. It's only the yeah, yeah, no I, I, I like your Irish humor, you know, but it's not your business. I mean, okay, but the answer well, then, is not. Well, then, if that's the case, you, 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 well, you weren't quick enough to turn around and tell me the answer, so I presume you did. And I'm going to presume. Well, you, well, you can assume all you like, but he hasn't answered the question. No, I'm going to tell you, Noel, and that's what I'm going to do, because if he thinks it's okay over here, of course he's going to think it's okay over there. And that's what I'm not happy about. No, no, but, but is that, well, hang on for a second. There's a lot of people that think sex work is acceptable. That doesn't mean they've ever used the services of a sex worker. Wait one second, please. I would like to express my opinion. I would like to clarify something, even because I have a reputation in the country because I'm a respected professional, okay? So I've never said that it's okay. I just said that every human being should be, shall be uh, granted the right to have the life that they desire, okay? So we can't impose our personal choices on anyone else. So if a woman wants to sell their body, she should be free to do that. Yeah, you keep That's saying it. that. But, but, okay, but hang on for a second. Sean, I only want to hear your opinion on his opinion. I don't want to hear your opinion on him personally. That's not the way the debate works. This three times, he's okay. saying if a woman wants to do it, she can. Yeah, yeah we all know that. Okay. But what the fact that the same is, Louise, and what my point is to you, Louise, if it is kept illegal, there will be less women getting into this, um, um, and we don't want to see our but I, but I, going yeah, down. But I don't know where you, Sean, you're saying that to me, but I don't see evidence of that. I don't see the evidence that if you make something illegal, that all of a sudden people won't bother doing it. Well, okay. Right, well, let's put it straight, Noel. Right? 
If we we, we made dr- drink driving illegal, okay? Even though people still do it, it's you can't it's, compare it's the lot, two. You can't compare no, no, the two. It's a lot less happening today than I would have been. Uh, Sean, stay with me. Uh, Louise, please just stay with me, please, for a second, if you can. Uh, I want to bring uh, Trish in just to get a female voice on this as well. Trish, hi, how are you? Hey, it's Trish. How are you now? Good. And um, are, are you still, by the way, still? When I say off the wine, are you are you still chilling on the wine? Well, actually, after listening to this tonight, it would nearly drive me. It would drive you back to the wine. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, no, look, everyone's, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm not even going to ask you off the smoke. That's another. That's another. No, I am. Yeah, I'm good. Good man. I'm delighted. Did you get your Haribos? No, I didn't get me Haribos. Oh, oh, in the radio station. I, Sorry, I did. I yes. You did, I did, I did. Sorry, I lied, I did. Thank you. Good. And I dropped a few Red Bulls in Jeep. Anyway, um, back to that, and I'm not, I'm not going to stay too long. But as a woman, I think it's an individual choice. I, um, it's, it's my decision if I want to go out and be a prostitute or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, it's a woman's prerogative. And I, I agree with Louise. Is it Louise? Lewis, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, 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 that's correct, yeah. I, I totally agree with you, and I think you're such a gentleman to respect women. You know, at the end of the day, it's my choice. It's a very difficult choice. It's mine. It, maybe if there's some legislation, like in Amsterdam. But, but, but can I, can I, but yeah, but can I say, yeah, but can I say something? my next point, Noel. Okay, and this is the point I was going to come to too, Trish. So yes. as much as I agree, it is your choice to do whatever you want with your body. It's your body, you can, it's bodily autonomy, you're entitled to do what you want with it, right? But in saying that, we do have laws in the country around decency. And it, like we don't allow full-on strip shows in this country, for example. It's illegal. As much as it's, you could turn around and say, well, it's a stripper's choice if she wants to get up on the stage and take all her clothes off. Well and good. But we have laws that prevent you going too far because we have laws of decency. So we like to yeah, keep a moral standard in society. No, no. Like I think that... Can I say something, Noel? Oh, okay, one, one at a time. Sean, yes. Right. Go ahead, yeah. Sean. Yeah, sorry, Noel. Can I just come back in there? Now, look, here's the thing, Noel, right? The minute... Now, here's the... It's fucking mad, Noel. Uh, the lads are off there to a stag stay there now in a couple of weeks there to Amsterdam. And they asked me, you gone? I am, my fuck, gone. It's the sleaziest, kippiest kip I can think of. Because the minute I hear it, Amsterdam, the minute I think about it, it's red light districts, it's... You know, you, you look, everybody's around. They can smoke a joint if they want. But imagine bringing, is, 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 you know, your your children up in in, in a, a society like that. You know, and you know you couldn't. I I can't, and I couldn't. You know, even I, I dread to think uh, me walking down O'Connell Street there or any other street in Dublin with with, with girls dancing in the fucking windows and bars. Um, you know, it, it, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's degrading. It's degrading women. Um, you know, it's absolutely well, terrible. Well, well, hang, well, hang on. When you say it's degrading women, it's degrading to those individual women. But as Trish would make the point, I'm sure, that's their choice. If they feel they want to do that, that's yeah, they, the way you might view it as degrading, by the way. I, I would find, Noel, people keep saying this, but I would find that a lot of women are not doing this for choice, but they're doing this for the love of money and, and, and the heroin addictions or whatever addictions they have. You look, as I said, you know, I was a professional driver as well, the same as Damien. These girls weren't doing this for the love of money and they weren't going out buying handbags. They were buying drugs. Okay, well, well, well hang on for a second. Let me just put that to, to Trish. Well, hang on, let me just put that to Trish well, if I can. Well. Let me just put, sorry, let me just put that to Trish. Trish, you know, he makes a point and it's been made on many occasions by many organisations that try to support and help women to get out of sex work, if that's what they want to do, that they feel they have no choice but to be in the job because they need the money for maybe a habit or they need the money because they're paying a pimp. No, but some of the women, I have to say, and years ago, I happened to go into a lap dancing club one night and I actually asked a girl, beautiful looking girl and I said why are you doing this and she said I actually enjoy it and and I was kind of flabbergasted and I said you actually enjoy gyrating in front of a man for cash and she exactly. said I, I enjoy it but she do you know what and I respect where you're coming from I'm sure I don't have a daughter and I wouldn't if I did have a daughter 
I that wouldn't be my choice for my daughter to do it. But but but, but isn't but isn't that the very point and the very essence of what Sean has been saying and other people will say who disagree with you that if you had a daughter yeah but if you had a daughter or, or your mother or whatever or you know yeah. or or a sister you wouldn't want them to do that because you'd be going why do you have to do that you'd feel that's a kind of last resort to resort to sex work yes i yeah, totally but, agree that but, wouldn't be my first choice for her to do that and i would totally just disencourage her to do it but if she feels that's what she wants to do and it's in a safe environment i can't stop her and i don't think you or anyone else should stop her from doing it once it's, she's okay so hello hang on Lu- louise you want to say something go ahead yeah, I personally think that she's totally right. And I personally think that she's very open-minded in the sense that she respects the freedom of other people. Because when you have a daughter, when you have a mom, when you have a sister, of course you expect the best for them and you wish them the yeah. best. But at the end of yeah. the day, it's not your life, it's their life. So they no. should be able and should be have, the, sorry, they should have the right to take their own decisions, you know. And you we can't can do them. to stop them. them and Hold on for a minute, exactly. Louise. Louise, and we have laws. Louise, we have yeah, laws in this country, and there's a reason why there's a law there, Louise. And the laws are there to protect the women of this country. We do not want the women of this country, um, you know, scandalised, um, you know, and, 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 you know, brutalised as well, in some cases. Yeah. You know, but if we do women, not... If, yes? Can I just tell you something? Okay, sorry, I can only hear one at a time. Just let Louise respond to that, Trish, and I'll let you say what you want to say there. Yeah, Louise, uh, go ahead. I, I, just want to say, I just want to say two sentences, okay? First of all, if I was a woman, I wouldn't like your laws to be applied on me if I don't feel to follow your moral standards and your personal lifestyle. And then, yeah. in second place, I would like also to say that we are here talking about decency, but we don't have to forget that most of the prostitution activities happens in private spaces. So what's the point with decency of me? I, mean, I, think, well, I, I think, Louise, when we talk about decency, the laws of decency, it's decency of society. It's not, it's not that people are doing it in public, although originally the legislation in this country before 2017 made it was legal as long as you didn't solicit on the streets. Uh, which was probably a good idea uh, because you didn't want women walking around the streets, you know, soliciting for sex or men curb crawling, as they used to call it. And that's all gone away now. That's finished and done with. But in saying that the laws of decency just apply as a standard to society. It's not about, you know, I, I understand they do it in the privacy of an apartment in most cases. Come on, it sounds like a dictatorship if I'm not free to do whatever I prefer in my own house as long as I don't harm any other human being. You know? Yeah, we so, keep hearing that, Louise, that you don't harm. But look, the fact of the matter is there is people harming these women. And there is people looking at these women as that they're dirt and that they're letting their shoe and they're paying for something. You have to you have to think about the way I think, Louise. And if you thought the way I thought, that these well, people he doesn't. are going... <laughs> yeah, I know. Obviously, not, he doesn't. No, but that's we're, it. We're, not, we're not all forced to think the same way. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, well, okay, well, ha- hang on, sorry, Trish, you want, well, hang on, Trish wants to say something, I need to bring Darren in as well. Trish, go ahead. Well, and what we're trying to say, guys, and I totally respect both of your opinions, and what we're trying to do here is the, the, the women that choose to do this, we need to protect them. I, I don't, don't think, think anybody right. chooses this. I don't think anybody chooses this as a but profession, on, to be honest up. with you. We're in society. It's going hold on, on for a minute. Right now. When you were born, hold on for a minute, Trish. When you were born, yeah. did you, did you, and when you were grown up as a girl, right, do yeah. you, did yeah. you actually think in your curriculum vitae that you wanted to be a, an air hostess or this or a doctor? Do you actually think on the curriculum vitae, I want to be a hooker? No, you fucking didn't. No, you didn't. And no other woman in this Ireland of Ireland ever wanted to be a hooker. So get your shit together. Come on now. Call, oh. get, call yourself okay, on. Well, relax there now, bitch. Okay, but I, I get the point you're making. Nick. Nobody, I suppose, the point he's making, okay, the point he's making, Trish, is that nobody ha- has aspirations to be a sex worker. And no one's, no one is saying that now. But I'm just saying it's a choice. None of us, none of us, us women don't grow up to be a prostitute or what he's saying, a hooker. But sometimes it's a lifestyle choice. They have to do it. And I respect someone if they have to go out and it's happening like it or not it's happening in dublin right now this second there are women women out there selling themselves because either they want to do it or they have to do it 
Okay, well, wait there just for a second. I want to bring just Darren in on this as well. Darren, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. Uh, Darren, you've been listening to what Trish and uh, Louise has been saying, that, you know, it's a woman's right. That's her choice. Whereas Sean says absolutely not. It's not good for society, apart from anything else. Well, for once in my life, I'd agree with John or Sean. Mm-hmm. Because I was announced that I'm there a few weeks back, and if Dublin's bad enough as it is, but in ten, if we did legalize prostitution, and in ten years' time, we were like Amsterdam was, it's literally a no go. The only people that go to Amsterdam is potheads and owlads that can't get sex, basically, because it's an absolute kip. It's the most dodgiest city the last I've ever time been. You were in Amsterdam. It's not a kip. I was in three when weeks the last ago. Time you were in Amsterdam. Three weeks ago. And uh, how long is the strip? And how long is the red light district? How, how big long is it? it? red light. How big is it? It's fairly big. How big is the red? No, it's What are not. they trying to do to prove that? What do you mean? Why are they lie about being in Amsterdam? <laughs> red, well, women Amsterdam in windows. Women city. in windows. It's an absolutely beautiful well, yeah. city. There's a small a, area in yeah, Amsterdam. Can I speak? Can I speak? Go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Take the floor. So, yeah, go on. <laughs> if people that go to Amsterdam, like history, owlads or owls, or potheads. It's if you walk the city at night time, it's the most dodgiest city going. The most dodgiest so people walk around. Then? Yeah, but I mean, what? this applies to Milan as why well. Because they smoke weed. Because they smoke weed. So, so to smoke weed. Yeah. So you went. Yeah. You went all the way to Amsterdam. So you're a pothead, is what you're saying. You're a pothead, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. I went to experience. Yeah, went to so but but here, but here, that. hang on for a second. I'm not stopping you being a pothead. You can be a pothead if you want to be. We're not talking about potheads anyway. We're no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Darren obviously went there because he wanted to be a pothead for the night. So, you know, because obviously you smoke weed. So, in other words, you made a choice. That's what you do. You ingest cannabis or whatever it is you ingest or smoke. That's your yeah, choice. choice. Yeah, I, I don't, by the way. And it's illegal in this country, as you well know. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm assuming you'd like to uh, decriminalize that too, would you? Is this show about Darren tonight, or...? <laughs> I'm only asking you, Darren. I'm only asking. Oh, yeah, Would you like yeah. to decriminalize weed? Okay, so, and the reason you would like to de- decriminalize weed is you believe that it's your body, it's your choice, you can do what you want. Well, the re- main reason is so uh, I don't get caught with a 25 work and then have to go to court and then not be able to go anywhere. But yeah, because you think it's stupid that there's a law against it because you think you should be allowed to do it because it's for your personal use. Yes, so okay, I was so, already in court. So, so, so does, that not, does that not make Trish's argument valid and Louise's argument valid that, you know, if a woman wants to go out and have sex and take 200 quid or 300 quid for it off some guy who's willing to give it to her, well, then she'll let her on it. Yeah, let her on it is right. And John is saying there, men who get prostitutes doesn't respect women. That's, that wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. Just okay. because men is paying for sex doesn't mean they don't respect women. Would you either agree with Sean or you don't? I thought you agreed with Sean. Well, in yeah, general, I, do. I don't know what's going on here. So. What, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I know, he just, he suddenly just changed his Absolutely opinion. Absolutely happened. I was actually told Darden that I had you on my side for one minute. Now, Darden, look, <laughs> I'm going to clear you your do, mess you up here, Darden. Darden, I'm going to clear your mess up. You said it a few minutes ago, Darden, what you said. You would not like, like to see Dublin like Amsterdam. And I agree with you totally, totally. And that's one of my points. The second point is... Yeah, okay. If you don't agree with me uh, about men disrespecting women and, and paying them, um, look, that's your choice, you know, but uh, that's my personal aspect on things. They're coming in twisted, they're, they're, they're pissed out of heads, and they're throwing money at women for sex. I think that is the biggest sleaze bag thing you can ever do. And, I and agree, yes. Yes, it is. Of course Sean, it is. And, Sean, and, and, yeah. Think about this, right? In Amsterdam, Beside the red lights, within about five meters of women in windows from three o'clock in the day, there's a Montessori entrance. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That I said that to Noel. I said that to Noel. I don't want to be walking down my with my grandkids down O'Connell Street and or whatever or other street if it was legalized. I would not. You know, it's, it just goes. Okay. Well, let me just on a final note, let me just go back to Louise just before I go to the the news. I've only got a minute left here. Uh, Louise, the problem is when you legalize it or decriminalize it. You do end up usually having a red light district, which has happened in most places in the world. Um, do you think that would be a good thing to have a red light district in Dublin or Limerick or Galway or Cork? Okay, to be honest, I wouldn't like to see girls in windows because I don't think that is correct for their dignity and even for 
uh, I don't know, uh, the atmosphere that you can see in a city, I don't know how to say that, because probably that would be against my sense of decency. But what I'm saying is that it's much better that prostitution is legalized because the woman can decide her customers, the woman can protect herself, can practice even her profession in a protected environment and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Because when it is illegal, as it is at the moment in Ireland and in other countries in Europe, some women can become slave of uh, criminal organizations. Uh, they can be forced to go to any customer without any possibility to choose and so on. So I'm in favor of legalizing prostitution in Ireland, but of course I wouldn't like to see prostitutes uh, in the Temple Bar, to give you an example. I okay, think that I, I get you. Should, yeah, uh, should be private. Okay, so you would like to see it commercialized into some sort of big commercial situation, it, as long as it was kept, you know, reasonable. Well, not kept quiet. That's probably the wrong word to use. But um, yes, legalized, but maybe decriminalized with certain regulations around it. In other words, the regulations is that you can't have a brothel or you can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably should be even tested for STDs. STDs. Uh, yeah. Well, they do in yeah. most in most countries where it's legal, they do have to have certificates said that which they have to get yeah, checked every three months uh, or something. Yeah, yeah and, and this is very important because we'll protect the customer and we'll protect also the woman itself. And so... Okay. All right. Louise, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air. Sean, thanks very much indeed. And Trish, I've uh, got to take a quick break. By the way, somebody texts in and says, Niall, you're wrong. 50% of prostitutes are actually men. No, that they're not. I, here's a bit of research. Your sexual orientation of prostitutes breaks down into the following percentages. Heterosexuality, 60.7%. Bisexuality, 31.9%. Homosexuality, 5.5%. And two-spirited, whatever that is, 1.8%. Two-spirited, 1.8%. Anyway, so the majority would be women who would be either heterosexual or bisexual, and only 5% would be homosexual. So that means that only 5% are most likely male because most male prostitutes are usually working in the gay scene. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.